bitches from different sides. You get money, they started hating. I woke up in a new Bugatti. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 32 of the Fill My Heart podcast. I'm Drew Absher. I'm Parker Newman. And uh, we're happy to be here. We're the uh, the first podcast to ever uh, fuck bitches from different races on the record. What? Yeah, Parker. You've been fucking bitches from different races for years. I hope that's part of the song. That is, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, all right. You thought I was just throwing that out there? No, maybe. I don't know. Okay, so... New rule, you can't say the N-word and that <laughs> from rap songs. Yeah, you were very offended by that. <laughs> I was not offended, just taken aback. <laughs> yeah, should I have said that we stay smoking on good Jamaican instead? Would that have made know. you less offended? I mean, it's that's a little bit, yeah, less. I don't know. It's uh, less jarring for sure. <laughs> it's also better. <laughs> Why were you so offended by that? You listen to like death metal. <laughs> yeah, but that's very. I feel like these people actually do fuck bitches. Oh, from what do you mean by races. these people? <laughs> I mean rappers. God damn it. Okay, that doesn't. I'm just saying Campbell Corpse doesn't actually murder people. <laughs> well, in your opinion. Well, the one guy, Ted O'Brien, you know, he, he had did. Breakdown. Yes, he murdered. He didn't actually kill anyone, but uh, yeah. Though I do want to say it is a lot better than uh, fu- saying that you only fuck bitches of the same race. Yeah. That's a lot worse. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why you got so upset by diversity. It's, <laughs> it's alarming. It's a very woke song, actually. Yeah. It's what actually, you think yeah, about it's actually it? the, the start of the woke movement. What's going on, buddy? How yeah. are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. Yours was I, very apprehensive. That it sounded like your your mood was based on my mood there. Yes, very much so. <laughs> What's going on? What's wrong? Oh, um, no, no, I'm doing well. I'm just a little bit tired today, but uh, yeah, I had a, a heckler the other day. I was pretty shitty. It was at Blacktop, mm-hmm. and like uh, they heckled everyone. Like li- like they were just the worst people imaginable they are <laughs> hmm. i don't know if you like you know have ever been an uber driver there's mm-hmm. just people the second that they get in the car you're just like oh fuck this is gonna be horrible <laughs> yeah and they are the same but i don't think you have to be an uber audiences. driver to be doing that i think that that's just people in general you know oh totally but these people like they so it's a certain type yeah totally um uh, they, uh, they're just people who I'm like, oh, it, it felt like I got revenge for everyone who made my life miserable <laughs> doing that <laughs> shitty job. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's um, fair. Uh, but yeah, they like, uh, they totally were like, I don't know, like you've had hecklers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Normally you'd say hecklers, they're just trying to quote unquote help or, you know, they're uh, not. Or they're just I wouldn't having say a fun that. Time. I think that they're people who are oblivious to the fact that it's a one-person show. Yeah, you totally. know that's usually the vibe I get from a heckler. Is it's just somebody who doesn't understand keeping your mouth quiet. You know what I mean? It's it's the, it's the same. And for anyone who listens to the podcast who doesn't understand this etiquette, is like it, what you're doing is going to a movie theater and yelling at the screen. Yeah, totally. Except the screen can talk back in this situation. And what you're just doing is you're ruining it for other people. Oh, totally. No, I agree. I'm just saying, like, that's what... It's not Yeah, maybe malicious. they are trying to help. I don't know. I never try to put myself in that position. Yeah. No, well, I mean, all I'm saying is that it's not malicious. They sure. They don't have any shitty intent behind it. These people were just dicks. 
Yeah. Like, they were just such shitty humans. Yeah. Like, uh, so, yeah. Speaking of shitty humans, uh, you and Benton killed the deer. Oh, yeah, we did. Well, Benton did. Why don't you tell that I story? told him not to. He did it anyway. <laughs> you begged him, please yeah. stop. I said, we didn't hit it. Why are you turning back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why are you, why'd you put it in reverse? <laughs> uh, Benton just keeps going back and forth on it. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Um, so ba- basically, uh, we see this SUV, um, like on the side of the road. And uh, it was 15 miles to the low shack. And I'm sorry. That's a B-52's reference. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I got it. <laughs> no, uh, see an SUV on the side of the road and don't really think much about it. Then we start to see some debris uh, on the road. So on the highway at night, on, away, on our way back from a gig uh, mm-hmm. at, in Reno, uh, Benton killed it, by the way. Um, the deer bo- or the both. set? <laughs> <laughs> both. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we see a bunch of debris on the road. And then, like, we see something on the ground and we just see the deer's face. And it's, like, laying down. And uh, it could have been dead or alive. We don't really know still, you know? Um, and so, yeah, ba- we just kind of ran over. Uh, then we saw Joe Rogan take its corpse. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then he, he did a three-hour podcast with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, the, <laughs> and he cooked it with jalapenos put on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> Talked about The Rock for a couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then Cornell West came in. It was, <laughs> it was really amazing. <laughs> oh, man. This is podcast inception. Yeah. Oh, but sorry. Just real quick with the heckler thing. So... Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, I was the, moving on because it's not particularly entertaining to the audience. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna. It's quick. Okay. I, any five minute story is an hour story with me. I know. Um, <laughs> and then we got to circle back and do the encore. No, so so basically, uh, they were just super straight. Like the woman, one of the ladies left, and so when she left, I'm like, okay, I'm totally like, it's just gonna be a normal set. But the whole group were like hecklers you know mm-hmm. so like normally it's just one person mm-hmm. um and so i ended up saying uh during the thing is very awful but <laughs> if you were there you would realize i was in the right <laughs> um, okay so uh they uh they were like just blatantly in my face talking to, to each other this is towards the end of the set yes <laughs> we don't need any of this detail okay <laughs> no but like i'd Go ahead. What'd you say? Uh, and the, uh, um, they're like whispering. And so I just said like, wow, you guys are really bad at whispering. You would make terrible Jews. And then like, yeah, that got a little laugh. Uh, and then I said like, also, <laughs> also said, um, like the whole Anne Frank story would have been a lot quicker if you were there. <laughs> Only uh if you were there you would deserve it. And then like yeah. Then then it got pretty crazy after that. They didn't like I was expecting a punch, honestly. But you you thought you were gonna get punched for that? Yeah, totally. Huh. But the guy was so drunk who didn't mm. even know what I said probably. Yeah. 
That's what happens usually with hecklers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe it wasn't worth it, Drew. Fuck me. God. Well, you already told me the story, so oh. you just needed to say it with more confidence into the mic. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it well, wasn't going to get the laugh for me. Well, I don't have confidence, Drew. <laughs> you should know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's How, how have you been, though? What's new with you? Oh, dude. I uh, Well, last Thursday, we recorded the podcast um, to be released on Sunday. Because Parker and I were both booked. That Thursday, I quit my job. Um, wow. So, yeah. This First time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Um, yeah, so this this upcoming Friday is going to be my last day at my job. Um, yeah, man. And, that, oh, I, I uh, the reason we recorded it early is because you had that gig in Reno with Benton slash uh, hunting trip. Yeah. And then <laughs> I was at the, uh, the Sacramento Comedy Competition um, and did... Did well in that. Yeah. Um, Did you place at all? (laughs) Yeah. I was trying not to talk about it, but yeah, yeah. Took third in the Sacramento Comedy Competition. Yeah, man. It was cool. Uh, I don't know. I hate talking about the shit, but yeah, no, I I did really well and uh, took third behind uh, Steve Fury from Sacramento, Mm -hmm. probably up there with best comedians from this area. Yeah. Um, He's a huge guy in LA right now. And then... uh, Guy from the Bay Area named Daoud. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good comic. So I'm, I was very happy with myself. Uh, took third. So that was a pretty big deal. Um, but yeah, man, that's pretty much all that's been going on with me. Yeah. Um, that's oh, great. I actually was that two episodes ago. I said that I got like pseudo dumped by two. Yeah. Girls. Yeah. One of the girls hit me up and was like, I miss you. And I was like, all right. <laughs> like, oh, so okay. That's the other update there. Nice. That's yeah. good. Yeah. It's fine. So that's what's going on with me, dude. Uh, I'm a little bit out of it today. I don't know. Uh, just kind of a little bit. Like, Wait, did the girl hit you up after you got the third place? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after like, she saw me posting it everywhere? Uh, uh, no. Careful for gold diggers, man. You got to watch it out for them. I believe we call them chuckle fuckers in chuckle the Chuckle fuckers, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. There but, are not a lot, not enough of those. Um, or <laughs> I need to get funnier. Either way. <laughs> um, well, let's get into the episode. We came in with Bar- Parker. You know the name of the song. Go ahead and tell the people at home. Uh, I actually did. Uh, I yeah. only I was very memes, proud of you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was very proud I of you. I woke up in a bu- Bugatti. A bu- it- uh, yeah, Bugatti. Or is it Bugatti? Bugatti. It's, really? Yeah, it's Bugatti. Okay. But I like a Bugatti, too. It's like a bugle, one of those weird chip things. Oh, yeah. Those aren't... How are those still around? I don't know. I thought you would actually be a fan of those. When I threw it out there, I thought you were going to be a bugle fan. No, man. I don't know. They taste weird. They're like Chex Mix. Yeah. The only reason they're around is that you could put them on your finger in your dick and pretend you're a scary monster. (laughs) Other than that, there's no... You're not going to eat them. What? (laughs) You draw draw a face above your dick and make it a unicorn. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Or like a dunce, like you have a dumb dick. That's what you do Uh, when you get herpes. You just... (laughs) Put a dunce cap on your dick. (laughs) Uh, no but we came in with uh i woke up in a new bugatti because today's episode oh before we start um wanted to say that i looked it up today because i was scouring for episodes and was like oh my god how are we ever going to do this if dr phil never comes back i think next week is new episodes oh so yeah we'll be replenished we won't be digging through and doing shit episodes because we covered yeah. them all the, all the good ones well, already well it's also hard just because like there's a lot of good ones but they're too fucked up yeah to make light of them yeah enough. that one they're harder it, it is a process i think i'm glad that you had to kind of go through it for a little bit because you're like yeah okay there's three clips out of these five 
or there's two clips that have funny in them, but there's yeah. three clips that are just depressing. Totally. And like, there's nothing you can do that's funny with them. So, Very true. Uh, but we found a good one today. Today's season 17, episode 92, originally airing January 30th of this year, uh, 2019. Our son is a 40 year old homeless car camper. That's why we came in with, I woke up in a new Bugatti. Yeah. Unfortunately Wait. for this fella, he doesn't have a new Bugatti. Is it, it's a new Bugatti? Yeah, I woke up in a new Bugatti. Okay, that kind of, it makes it, it kind of implies that an old Bugatti, like your, Yeah, um, no, who, who wants one of those? <laughs> old Bugatti? Get that out of my face. I don't yeah. want that thing anywhere near me. What like, am I, poor? <laughs> like your Victorian street urchin. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Please, sir, can yes. I have some oh, more? <laughs> are you going to eat that Bugatti? <laughs> uh, let's watch the first clip. A uh, woman says 41-year-old brother has gone from living in a storage unit to living in his car. Oh, wow. The way, they phrase, <laughs> the way they phrase that is that it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just more of a lateral movement? Yeah, that's very you know, lateral. Like, it's not like a. It's not like the guy's getting worse. Yeah, totally. That's if it was like <laughs> living in a storage unit to living on the street, I'd be like, oh, boy, time to get this guy help. But right. it seems like he just got mobile. Yeah, yeah. It, what it should say is, uh, man goes from house to storage yeah, unit. Right, to exactly. Car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, woman says, yeah, get into it. My brother Mark has lived a life of destruction for 20 years. He's 41 and he lives in his car. Mark parks his car at the big box store in San Antonio, Texas. I call. Okay, I don't like how she's just giving out his information. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just give <laughs> yeah. out his address. Yeah. <laughs> his license plate is his VIN number in case you're looking for him. <laughs> It'll be the car with the dude sleeping in it. That's the one to look for. Urban camping. This to is be my- fair, though, if he's found by someone, he can just move. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just pulls up into the next parking spot. And I was like, where'd he go? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that is one uh, benefit of living in your car. Moving's a breeze. <laughs> yeah. it's, you could just do it. You could push your car and technically move. Yeah, totally. That's a good point. <laughs> Shower bag. I keep my socks and my T-shirts right here. This is my handy wipes right here. This is essential for car camping. What? His handy wipes? And look, I know what he's saying, but when you're homeless and you call something your handy wipes, (laughs) it sounds like you're giving hand jobs out, dude. (laughs) These are my wipes that I use after I give out handies. (laughs) A few years ago, he was living in a storage unit. He's very immature, has that Peter Pan syndrome. I think he's got a different syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't know what she means by Peter Pan syndrome. Peter Pan syndrome is a never grow up thing. It's kind of a, it's kind of a derogatory, but kind of euphemism term for somebody who's like kind of emotionally arrested. I think it should be called Michael Jackson syndrome. (laughs) I don't know. That's the Neverland Ranch syndrome. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah. always losing things. His wallet's been stolen twice. He's lost cell phones, glasses, keys. He trusts everyone. He's... Okay, he's got more books than I do, which is concerning because <laughs> he lives in a car. Trusted homeless people. They might just be, uh, you know, uh, how to fix a car and stuff. <laughs> yeah. They might be mechanics. But. Um, I told Parker this before the podcast. This guy has like a a ditzier forced gump thing going on. Oh yeah. Like he's a little bit more like loopy than Forrest Gump was. Oh, but okay. how else would you describe him? I'd say he looks like Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> more like wrecked his life, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait till you see the front of his car. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, uh, 
Uh, and then his sister that's talking right now, it, I don't know. How would you describe her? Uh, seven. Um, no, <laughs> no, I think I've said that. Yeah, I think before, probably. But it's it's good. Um, <laughs> uh, she has like uh, blonde and purple hair. Yeah, you know your life's in the shambles when somebody with purple hair is giving you advice. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like she's and she's three weeks into cosmetology school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. She's got Paul Mitchell school in her Tinder bio. <laughs> and then they've stolen from him. Mark got a job working for a rideshare company. He's had a few accidents. I later learned Could that he, he w- then say, "I work at home." Or <laughs> <laughs> was driving with a suspended license. Mark will not take accountability for his actions. His excuse is, "I have a great driving record. Progressive has rated me such and such." I feel like Mark takes advantage of my parents. They've bought him several cars. They've spent thousands of dollars on Mark. My brother is a Christian. Religion definitely makes him oblivious to the consequences of his own actions. <laughs> God, she's got the takes of like a first week open micer. <laughs> Religion's bad, man. <laughs> uh, I think she's a real George Carlin. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe your brother's just a fucking loser. Maybe it's got nothing to do with religion. Well, maybe he justifies it to himself more because of it, maybe. Yeah, but that's still, I mean, what is religion? I mean, people will use anything to justify. I mean, people use yeah. astrology to do it. It's not. True. It's She says it, the way she so. says it is like, he's a Christian, so of course he doesn't <laughs> take, it's like, well, your brother's probably just a loser. What's the hair talking? It's not her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She just puts on big circular framed glasses. Hold on, I gotta say something about religion. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, he's uh, they showed the front of his cars. Cars smashed to shit. It's using yeah. bungee cords to keep That's it all together. That's what those are. I yeah. had no idea what those Yeah, they were. look like Halloween decorations almost. Like, yeah, t- no, totally. Yeah. He doesn't see the life of destruction that's his path. Okay, Jill, I'm glad you're here. You're concerned about Jill, him, right? what are you, Jewish or something? <laughs> <laughs> are you a Muslim? <laughs> Dude, the What's thing, wrong? <laughs> the thing about these episodes, specifically these ones, and it's something I've noticed, and I, I don't know if you've ever noticed it, mm-hmm. is that whenever there is a person, uh, the most... I think maybe the most relatable one was the, the dude who was on steroids. Yeah. Or sexy vegan. Mm-hmm. Is there's always some sibling that's got an issue with it. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever notice that? And I always wonder why that is. Like, I don't know if that is people worried about their inheritance (laughs) or if they're like worried that their parents are getting taken advantage of. But like, if my, and I love my sister, but if she ever told me or like went on national TV saying I was mooching off my parents, I'd say, Dude, why don't you just do the same fucking thing? Like, <laughs> why are you trying to take this away from us? You have this option. I haven't really seen the episode, so if that, but yeah, if that is what she's doing. She's, yeah, she's the one bringing this to the Dr. Phil show. I mean, it's kind of like, like, I don't know. I think there's a lot of good examples of that, but mm-hmm. I mean, he l- lives in his car. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not really well, much. Well, and like, a spoiler alert. Uh, the mom says that she thinks they've given the brother $40,000 over 20 years, which is a lot of money. Yeah. But it's not that much money. It's yeah, not like 20 years. That's... Yeah. It's like if you have that kind of money, that's about what I mean, $40,000. That's the same. Like, think about it like this. And I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but 
a mortgage is usually between 15 and 30 years. Mm -hmm. A lot of times if people have money, they'll help their kids with a down payment for a house, which Mm -hmm. usually would run you a couple, you know, a couple dozen thousand dollars. Yeah. Dozens of thousands of dollars. Anyway, my point is is that like $40,000 is like what a parent might give their kid for a down payment. Now, obviously, this guy lives in his car, so it's a little bit different, but that's not like an absurd amount of money to yeah, give a kid. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, there, we've, there's been people on this show where it's like, they're just. Yeah, like $600,000. Yeah, and you're totally. like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this guy doesn't, like, he's a fuck up, but he's not like the worst guy in the world. Yeah, totally. I don't know. Yes, sir. What's your concern? What's going to happen bad if, let's, let's talk worst case scenario in your view. I'm concerned for his safety, his health, um, his well-being. Living in a car is not healthy. It's not something we ever envisioned growing up middle class. Well, you class. don't look like the healthiest. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, speaking of unhealthy, how are my leg chairs doing down there? <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, but did you hear that part? This made me instantly hate his sister. His well-being, living in a car is not healthy. It's not something we ever envisioned growing up middle class. Oh, oh, what a like, douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, you're hateable. Yeah, like, I didn't know he would be a poor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, if my mother knew he was going to live in a car, she would have just aborted him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a fucking asshole. It's not safe. I mean, he's parking in parking lots, and they're dark, and he's out there like a bullseye shooting mm-hmm. target. That's not safe, right? Right. Mental health-wise... Is it in his best interest? I mean, he's living in a small space, and which, by the way, he doesn't own. Yes. It's leased. It's wrecked. Dr. Phil's just worried about his portfolio. I mean, what does he have in stocks and bonds? Can we talk about that for a second? He doesn't own the car. Bad condition, yes. It's in bad condition. And so I'm thinking self-esteem-wise, he may put a spin on this. But at some point, doesn't he have to pull that seat back up and look in that rearview mirror and say, I'm 41 years old living in a broken down Toyota? I mean, we didn't know the condition of it. We didn't know it was this bad. I don't even know why he's... I thought he uh, would clean his car once a week. I didn't know that there would be (laughs) disgusting stuff like trash in it. (laughs) Fucking... I'd be uh, fine. The guy's like, hey, it's a Honda. He just uh, comes out. (laughs) Still driving it. It looks like it's still... Sorry about that. Yeah. But um, it's... Yeah, I wouldn't want to, like, go a long way. He's proud of it. Yeah. He's proud of the car, even in the condition it's in. Well, I mean, it is. It does roll. Yeah. Um, True. <laughs> to be fair, though, if you saw the inside of my car, you would think I live in it, too. <laughs> like, Dr. Phil said it does roll, and she's like, I wish it would roll off a cliff. He's disgusting and poor. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> she just clutches her pearls. <laughs> dude, she said stuff in this that make her so fucking hateable, dude. Yeah. It's so annoying. But um, you say he believes that if he prays and gives himself to God, he will be blessed with a dream wife, job, and children. Yes, he doesn't believe that it's working hard, being motivated, achieving your goals, setting goals. It's all about just what you, you and your relationship with God, you're going to wake up one day and your life's going to Pray to God gonna you'll be, have a family. Yes. Well, he's going to need like a, a suburban or an SUV yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. for them all to live in, exactly. Ha, 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 we're making fun of the homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> Haha, <laughs> if he needs a fa- if he has a family, he's going to need a bigger car. Ha 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 ha. He gets a family, right? Exactly. <laughs> What's he say when you challenge him on this? 
Oh, he says that I don't know what it's like to live on a single income because I'm married and <laughs> which I do live on a single income because I'm a stay-at-home mom. But <laughs> yes. Oh, I hate her so much. So My husband makes so much money that we can live on a single income, so we're kind of the same there. It's like you're yeah. a fucking asshole, dude. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. That's dude. not a. That's not. I mean, it's technically a single income, but that's because he makes enough money to do that. Yeah. Not because like. He doesn't have the means to make a second income. Totally. Uh, it made, it I mean, didn't. Bill Burr said it best about, you know, yes. single being a... Yeah, being know, a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, stay-at-home but like, mom being job. But I hate that. Like, she's like... I don't know her situation. And so I don't want to judge too harshly. But she's like... He thinks that praying is going to be good. Not working hard. Uh, dedicating yourself. It's like, you fucking stay at home with your kids. <laughs> What are you talking about? Like maybe, maybe she, maybe just throwing this out there. Maybe she was a lawyer for the first five years of her life and made a million dollars and was like, that's it. I can be a stay at home mom now. Maybe yeah. that's the case. But most likely she married a rich dude or oh. a guy who made a lot of money and then quit her gig and just stays at home with the kids now. Yeah. One hundred working hard. She's not one of these, like, you know, 60-hour week, like, I have no life Exactly. People. Yeah, exactly. So it's very critical. He just says that I'm on my high horse and that I don't, I'm judgmental, that I don't understand. She's like, mm, I have six horses. You're going to have to be more specific which one I'm high on. <laughs> yeah. And yes, I'm high on painkillers. It's a rich person's <laughs> drug. He even hired three ghosts to <laughs> tell me that I used to love Christmas or whatever. <laughs> and how it is to live in poverty and um, you know, that's not what we wish for him. We want his life to be better, but every advice, all the tools we've given him, he doesn't listen. He just knows everything. So that's the end of clip one. Um, immediately it's pretty insane how quickly some people on Dr. Phil make themselves hateable. Yeah, totally. Very quickly. I mean, she didn't really say for more than five seconds, like, I want better for him. Yeah, totally. She just, like, criticized him <laughs> for living true. the way he does. Yeah, it's not from a loving place, I don't know. No, mind. it doesn't feel like it at all. Uh, the next clip is called, I call it Urban Camping, says man living in his car. <laughs> I'll be honest. I fell in love with this dude. I wish he had yeah. a GoFundMe or something so we could fix his car for him. Urban camping. He should definitely have a job in marketing. That's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My sister says I'm homeless. It's <laughs> <laughs> he does have a yeah. Gump. He's got a Forrest Gump charm to him, but he looks. You know, maybe I'm conflating Wreck It Ralph, but. It might just be more John C. Riley who plays Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Like he does kind of look like John C. Riley a little bit. But I am not homeless. I'm car camping. I have been living in this particular parking lot since December of last year. This is the back seat. This is where the magic happens. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't have much sex. <laughs> no, I do think he actually is a little uh, uh, no. simple. There's, uh, there's a reason for it. They get into it. Oh, really? Uh, yes. The man fancied himself some narcotics back in the day oh and okay. they think there might be some brain brain damage from that and don't feel bad laughing at what we say about him he's <laughs> that's why i wanted to get out in front of that it's drugs not a missing chromosome I keep my trash can there that's still sad but okay. i like yeah. looking stylish this is my plastic wear this is my shoe cabinet this is my beat uh if you're wondering where where could a man in his car keep his shoe cabinet? <laughs> He's got two pairs of co- shoes stuffed underneath his front seat. It's not really a cabinet. Stuff. <laughs> During the summer, I go to the beach. 
This is where I keep my clothes. This is where I keep my food supplies. I can keep salads in my storage container. I have my barbecue sauce, my mustard. I do everything everybody else does, just a little differently. When I'm going to bed, I just recline the seat. I have my pillow. I just get comfy on my right shoulder and put my blanket over me if it's cold, and I'm good. I okay, this is what I'll say about this guy. Is he gives me a lot of hope. And I don't mean that in a condescending way, but I mean that like if things ever get so bad where you feel like all you can do is like he is very happy doing this. Yeah. Like he doesn't seem to be down about it. You know what I mean? Like Well, he seems a little down, but in a different way. Sorry. Yeah. But I know what you mean. (laughs) Leased this car through a rideshare lease program. And I was a rideshare driver. I loved it. Unfortunately, in August, I had that mishap. Had a little accident. White pickup truck was coming from behind the dumpster wall. You don't have to say white and pickup truck. That was redundant. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. I slid into him. And that prohibited me from rideshare driving anymore. My insurance deductible is $1,000, and I just wasn't able to, to meet that. Now, this is a separate incident. I was behind an 18... 18- okay, now he's just got a huge crack on his windshield. Yeah. It's not like another accident. Wheeler, and all of a sudden, a pebble flew up and hit right here. I wake up at 8 a.m. every day. I Why? <laughs> that is one luxury of living in your car. That's when, sleeping in. That's when the store opens and he has to move his car. <laughs> My thanks to God for the new day. Did you hear that part? Uh, we're I, gonna have to. We're gonna have to joke about this. Eight a.m. every day. First thing he does when he wakes up. Number one thing. I give my thanks to God for the new day. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) You don't Uh, ask for a receipt? (laughs) I thank God for Henry Ford for figuring it out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They say he had Nazi ties, but... (laughs) (laughs) But damn it, he figured out the automobile, and I don't know where I'd be without him. Go inside and use the restroom. Everything I need is within three miles of each other. I am... Coming into my local health club where I... He's got a big ass. <laughs> They're showing him walking away. I don't know why I noticed that. I Look mean, at him walk. Wrong. He's got a big old butt, dude. He's thick. That's how we this pay the where... bills. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, that's what he goes to the health club for. <laughs> he just lays on the bench with his ass up. <laughs> I come to do my laundry. It's a beautiful laundromat. And this is where I come to church Sunday mornings. We have free coffee. Who doesn't love free coffee? Yeah, who doesn't love free coffee? Yeah. (laughs) I've never had a good cup of free coffee. (laughs) I'm just not wanting to go through a drive-thru. I'll order some food delivery. I have my smokehouse burger meal here. It's a silver Toyota Corolla with the beat-up hood. Okay, so he's ordering Uber. He had it delivered? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he has Uber Eats delivered. But, dude, imagine you fucking get a call. Dude, think about this. I mean, they're I filming do, this. I've in, done DoorDash. Yeah. Uh, yes. They're filming this in broad daylight. Now, you, Parker Newman, you're driving DoorDash, okay? <laughs> you get a request for a, a smokehouse burger from McDonald's that you're supposed to deliver <laughs> in the middle of a dark parking lot. 
Jesus. Dude, how fucking terrifying would that be? Yeah. And then terrifying. the guy just calls you and says, no, 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 it's the silver Corolla. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, I'm going to set it right here and sprint back to my car. Yeah, 100%. I'm not, go- I'm not approaching your fucking car. Yeah, that's going to be a drive-by throwing yeah. my <laughs> yeah. throwing a burger at A drive-by car. for a drive-through hamburger? <laughs> even like Even during the day. Like, if it's totally yeah. safe, I'd, I'd be like, okay, I'm not getting a tip. That's yeah, for sure. Definitely not getting a tip, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. God bless you. Okay. Hot, fresh food and modern convenience. This is urban. <laughs> Dude, he, this guy is a fucking salesman. <laughs> he really is. And that's how, that's how we gotta, that's what we gotta do for homeless people. Just gotta give them more brain damage. <laughs> it'll make them happier. I mean, it'll. <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. But I feel I should clarify. <laughs> oh, Camping at its finest. I am a full functioning adult that just is trying to make it work. My family has been a bit hard on me. They have what I call have it all together syndrome. My- <laughs> oh, well, I'm down syndrome. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're all having it all together. I didn't know that having a house made you guys so much fucking better than everybody, okay? <laughs> having a job, having a bank account. <laughs> you guys don't enjoy the little luxuries in life, like calling in on Uber Eats to come deliver food to you in your car. My sister is a little on the judgy side. She doesn't understand the struggle of, you know, paycheck to paycheck. She's all... She's all at home with her refrigerator. (laughs) She says, I only use my car to take me places. I'm like, woo, big fucking deal. (laughs) Okay, they cut to the studio, and Dr. Phil is staring at him like he's crazy. Yeah. But it's like, man, he's just poor. (laughs) Good to meet you. She didn't hear what you said? Oh, I said you're a little bit on the judgy side. Judgy side. Okay. Dr. Phil's like, wait, so you live in your car. Which car? (laughs) He's like, yeah, why didn't you splurge on something like a Tesla? (laughs) Uh, What is it that she's judging, and is it unfair judgment? Um, There's just a misunderstanding. Um, She, I have had a bad past. Um, I'm not going to deny that. What's the bad part? A bad past. Sorry, he's talking a little bit low. I'll turn it Part of the past. Um, Drugs, just negative thinking, uh, lack of assertiveness in my life. I like those three things paired together. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I get a little bit self-conscious. Sometimes I'm not so assertive. Sometimes I do a little bit of meth. It's a little bit of everything. Sometimes I'm bad at prioritizing lists. (laughs) (laughs) I don't meal plan very well. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why we're giving him a southern accent yeah I know. Well, <laughs> maybe we're afraid to do the the real voice <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm, I'm rising up from that um, she doesn't see me day to day okay are you doing drugs now oh absolutely not no sir 2003 was the last time i smoked how, how much do you trust your judgment i'm making very good decisions okay now. you think you're making good decisions it's now okay yes. so In you trust your judgment you, th- you think you're making pretty rational decisions absolutely I saw you in your car having... Okay. Dr. Phil saw all of this stuff. Yeah. All of it. What do you think he's going to talk to him about? Uh, something very unimportant. If you were a doctor, he'd be like, <laughs> no, we, let's figure out what is preventing you. What mental block is oh, in the way? Okay. okay? What he, let's see what he talks to him about. First thing he asks him. Food delivered... 
to your car. I have done that, yes, sir. In a parking lot. I have done that, yes, sir. In a park. What are you afraid you're going to lose your parking space? <laughs> <laughs> All okay. Dr. Phil cares about is the fucking Uber Eats. I don't, I honestly, I don't blame him. That's a pretty good point. It is, but dude, but dude, the guy's got a good reason. Listen, it's hilarious. I mean, you're in a car. Oh my God. Why not just go live at McDonald's? <laughs> and then you just walk in there and get it. Well, they have a good smokehouse burger that's only available through the Uber Eats program. <laughs> <laughs> you can only get this one item through Uber Eats. <laughs> so rather than getting something else, he just gets oh, it delivered. <laughs> I think you can get the smokehouse burger. I'm sure burger you can. No matter, maybe it means there's a deal. I don't that know. But sense. it's so fucking weird that that's yeah. his logic. Like, I don't. would just not get it. <laughs> it's not available on the regular menu. I'm pretty sure you can and get it. You and also, and she's like, I would never step foot in a McDonald's, but I think that you can get it elsewhere. <laughs> the last time I had a smoked house burger was from Morton's Steakhouse. <laughs> and, some, and sometimes, you know, I get off work at 1 a.m. and sometimes the line's wrapped around the building. So I just go to my... Oh, you know how busy those McDonald's drive-thrus <laughs> get at 1 a.m. One hundred... and... They actually yeah. can be kind of packed because... Yeah, but like, just go to a different place, Yeah, man. but... Where do you have to be? <laughs> yeah. yeah, why are you in such a rush? Yeah, I very rarely do that. Oh, man. So that's... Uh, I don't even remember what the guy's name was. What was it? Do you remember? I totally forgot. Uh, maybe they'll say it in the next one. My son, Mark. Mark. That's his name. Is not living a life like a 41-year-old man. Okay. His dad looks like... He either killed Nazis or is the last remaining Nazi. <laughs> Doesn't he have just the most World War II face you've ever seen? He really does. I, I thought that I was, I thought that I accidentally clicked on like a World War II documentary when I was watching this clip. I was like, what the hell? He looks like, like uh, Emperor Palpatine during the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> 31-year-old man. Mark is just like a hamster on a wheel, eking out a living. Uh, I've seen that gut. He doesn't look like he's doing much running. <laughs> It worries me that Mark is sleeping in his car. It's very dangerous. Can you see that? Yeah. Uh, the mom looks like uh, SpongeBob's driving instructor. I had no idea it looked that bad. I used to send Mark care packages with food and cookies, but. Even the way she says cookies. 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 <laughs> we used to send him food and cookies. And <laughs> now there's no address to send it to. When Mark investigated this rideshare program, it was just a terrible idea, and it's one of Mark's crazy methods to get money. He has never taken any advice from his family. It's very frustrating. We have been helping Mark. We helped him pay off two of his credit cards, phone bill. Do, th <laughs> do you think, like, during his Uber rides, like, someone was fucking with something? So, like, hey, that's my kitchen. Get out of there. <laughs> Please put my can of beans down. <laughs> <laughs> the, hey, get out of my living room. That's my... <laughs> Those electrical bills, attorney fees. We've given him several cars. My wife and I... We've given him several cars. <laughs> <laughs> she just... <laughs> have different opinions. It's like she got her soul drained or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah like, she does have like just, huh, please don't <laughs> let them come back and hurt me. 
I haven't been the same since the burglary. <laughs> she talks like her and her husband got tied back to back in kitchen chairs and burglarized. <laughs> we haven't been the same since the earthquake of 1985. It's about helping Mark. I'm more of a hardliner. He knows that mom is the money tree. A hardlining was also Mark's problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time, I found out he was sleeping in a lawn chair behind a building, and that just broke my heart. So we... We bought him a recliner. <laughs> we got him a lazy boy. So <laughs> a, little more, a little bit more comfortable. Put him up. He has back problems. So yeah. we, <laughs> we said, well, at least this one's got a vibrator on it for lower back stimulation. <laughs> in a motel. That was $700. We've probably given Mark $40,000 over the last 20 years. I just feel like Mark is not going to learn by sending money. My greatest frustration is he just doesn't want to make things better. Mark thinks that what he ought to be doing is going to Hawaii and living on the beach. He does not understand that only in movies do people do that. I don't get what the big deal about that is. I mean, yeah, <laughs> only in movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one goes to the beach. <laughs> yeah, but also like that costs the same. Like going to Hawaii and living on the beach probably costs the same as living in your car. Yeah, that's not like an insane goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to don't. just like, camp out on a beach for your entire life. Like that's not that <laughs> irrational. Yeah, that is weird. Like people travel sometimes in their life. <laughs> like, yeah, well, just moving to like. There's, I know several people who have went and did something similar to that. Yeah. And totally. spent like $1,000 a year. Yeah. He That's acted, not crazy. Yeah. Okay. Thank you all for being here. Do you believe that he is living to his potential? Absolutely not. No. What do you think is blocking him? His motivation. He doesn't okay. have any. Okay, so you think he just can't get it in gear. Right. What what do you think is keeping him where he is? Well, I I heard your comments about ADD. Dude, the dad's name is Harv. Harv? Are you going to say that guy wasn't scalping Nazis back in the day? (laughs) A dude named Harv? Dude, that guy killed so many Nazis. There's no way he didn't. Yeah, he did something. (laughs) That's why he didn't. Dude, he's like, when Mark brought up the ride-sharing thing, I was like, are you out of your mind? It's like, dude, that's actually like a thing that a lot of people do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and I have read about that. There's people that don't believe in it. Harv looks like he's just destined to get Parkinson's. (laughs) Oh, there's no... I I think that he's going to... Beat the shit out, Parkinson. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna start checking. Go, no, goddamn yeah. it, no, for God. Get off my porch, Parkinson's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling the cops. <laughs> I'm concerned that he's killed off too many brain cells up there. By the way, I, and I don't want you or anyone to misunderstand me. I do believe in ADD and ADHD. I just think it is overdiagnosed mm-hmm. and over. Uh, what do you think those pansies have wrong with them? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about those boys who wear makeup? <laughs> Medicated. So. Oh, Harv, please stop. We're here to talk about Mark. <laughs> there can be. I won't talk about him when Hillary yeah. finally goes to jail. Yeah. She had our troops killed in Benghazi. <laughs> Oh, Harv, please stop it. <laughs> this is what makes those Filipinos next door target our house. <laughs> oh, 
neurological issues here. Yeah. Uh, do you think you have a problem maintaining focus? I do. Yes, sir. Let's talk about motivation. Do you feel <laughs> driven? I mean, driven to change your driven. It, that's a car joke. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pun. I said it twice so you guys would get it. The only time I feel driven is when Jenny tells me to run forest. <laughs> Dude, um, we're so lucky. We're like 30 minutes in, and I'm just now getting to my Forrest Gump references. Yeah, I know, right? I've got a million of them. Oh, understands. I would say I, I'd like to think I, I am, but I'm not. Um, you want to be, but you aren't. I, I want, yes, I want to be, but I, I haven't found that yet. Okay, you know, my so my dad was a go-getter. Jill was a go-getter. I, I haven't found that. I've never. Found but do that. you find that a positive thing? Do, to would you think it positive to be motivated to set a goal and pursue it? I could. If- I mean, they asked me to be the running back on that there football team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of been thinking about getting into shrimp. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ever since Bubba died, I ain't been thinking about nothing but shrimping. <laughs> I gave Bubba's family the money. <laughs> if I knew what I wanted to do, I, I could get after it and I could just go, go, go. I've Mate. got a lot going on in here that... He's tapping his chest. He's got a lot going on in there. Uh, I hope someone taps him on that and said, not a lot going on up here. Though. <laughs> that hasn't come to the surface yet. And maybe right. that's my fault. So, like, here's the thing. is This is why I said I fell in love with this guy. Yeah. Is he a fuck-up? Absolutely. Is he a drain on society and his family? Most likely. But he seems to be well aware of that stuff and doesn't seem to be in denial. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he's hurting anybody. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's like, I live in my car and sometimes I steal from Walmart to get by. Like, he's not doing anything. He doesn't seem to be doing anything wrong. He just kind of seems like a a guy who did too many drugs, Mm -hmm. can't function like at a normal human level. And his family, rather than fucking giving him a place to live and helping him out, is just like fucking criticizing him for being homeless. Yeah, they're pieces of shit. Right. Yeah. And like, obviously, yes, this guy needs help. And he's 41. He shouldn't be living with his parents. I'm not suggesting that that's the right thing necessarily for them to do. I just know that if my sister needed help and I was in a position to help her, I would absolutely give her a place to live. Totally. And she's the she's like, oh, yeah, I live on a single income. And so like, why don't you bring Uncle Mark over? He'll watch the kids. Yeah, totally. He'll you know? do your job better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the blank-eyed yeah. stare. He'll he watch gives, your kids way better. <laughs> is it okay if I give the kids a BB gun? <laughs> uh, that's the end of clip three. Um the next clip is uh, called Man Living in His Car Says He's Looking for Love on Many Dating Websites. <laughs> Buddy, this might be one of the funnier things I've ever seen on Dr. Phil. Okay, great. Two years ago, my brother met a woman on a Colombian dating site. When I first saw... <laughs> Colombian dating site. Dude, listen to this. This made me laugh so it's hard. It's called Narcos. <laughs> <laughs> Her picture, I was like, she is a Colombian Taylor Swift. <laughs> Okay, let's break down that comparison for a second. Yeah. We're both comedians. Part of our job is to draw parallels between two things. Yes. When you think Taylor Swift, first things that come to mind are (laughs) blonde hair, blue eyed. Yes. Makes country music. Yes. Is skinny as a board. Yes. What about her? Would you draw a fucking comparison to a Colombian woman? Not at all. 
His behavior at that time was what my wife and I would call puppy love. She couldn't speak English. He couldn't speak Spanish. And that enraged my dad. <laughs> he was proud that he couldn't speak Spanish. <laughs> my dad said that he didn't. Uh, he didn't drop into France <laughs> via airplane. Watch his brothers die on that beach. But he ran off to Colombia to go meet her. Colombia was awesome. I love. I thought for years Colombia was in Africa. <laughs> Colombia. I met her family. I'm like, had- Colombia, isn't that high school where them people got shot? Yeah. Why would I want to? G- <laughs> thought- oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Had three children. So he brought the kids gifts. At the time, he was still living in a storage unit. It scared the bejesus out of Lynn and me. We didn't know when he showed up to Columbia if he was going to... Okay, I just noticed this right now. Yeah. They're showing a selfie of him soaking wet in the ocean, and he's wearing a (laughs) fucking shirt. Not like like a t-shirt, like a button-down dress shirt. (laughs) Soaking wet, like he clearly is just swimming right now. A very nice polo. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. To be catfished and held for ransom. Mark can't afford to keep up with his own bills, much less take on a wife and three kids. After he came back to the States, she broke it off with him. Okay. Oh, my God. We've always talked about Dr. Phil's production pieces. Yes. This one, they have him holding what we can only assume. <laughs> what we can only assume is a picture of the woman. And he's visibly sobbing. <laughs> like, I don't know. He's bullying. He's, he's fucking, fucking sobbing. Yeah, he's weeping, <laughs> holding a picture. I don't know whose idea it was to get this production piece, but holy fuck, that is amazing. After he came back to the States, she broke it off. <laughs> <laughs> off with him. I gave her $580 out of my tax return. I don't think that she ever really loved and had any intentions of marrying my brother. He has not moved on. He still messages her. She has posted, please, Mark, stop harassing me. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so she's moved on, quote yeah. unquote. <laughs> if there was anything to move on from, obviously, this was some kind of scam he got involved in. But he's there with the woman, it seems. Yeah, no, he was there. Like, it doesn't look like he got catfished. It looked like he just got robbed. Yeah. Totally. But here's a, what I was thinking when I watched this clip. He's a Christian. He goes to church every single Sunday. Yeah. Isn't there like a girl on Plenty of Fish who yeah. would like shack up with this dude or something? Totally. Also, right. Plenty of Fish is the Christian dating website. Uh, you would think so. Oh, it's not? No, it is not. Oh. Not at all. It's the worst one. Um, but, <laughs> like uh, in terms of selection or in terms of like... Well, yeah, just every... I don't know. I don't like it whatsoever. Okay, I've never been on it. But um, no, but there's Christian Mingle. You Christian know? Mingle. That's yeah, probably yeah. a better graph. Plenty of Fish. That Plenty does of fish, sound like one. It, it is. It was, at least it was originally designed really? for that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like it. Yeah. Because, you know, plenty of fish, loaves and fishes. Yeah. Also, yeah, true. Do you think that she was using you? Absolutely not. 
What happened? No. It caught- okay, so now he kind of gets in denial yeah. when it comes to this lady. He's like, Jenny loves me. Yeah. Jenny would never do that. I'm sure to break this off. She told me she had AIDS. What yeah. Else? Yeah. yeah, for the rest of the episode, if we want to speak in Mark's voice, we're just going to do a Forrest Gump impression. Yeah, true. That way that- we can avoid offending anybody. We should have done that. Yeah, we should have <laughs> thought of this earlier. Avoid offending anybody. No, no, no. We're making fun of the different de- <laughs> developmentally disabled person. Yeah. No, no, we're making fun of the one... That- of the guy in the movie where they make fun of the developmentally disabled guy. <laughs> a little bit of the language barrier, I think, didn't permit us. She spoke English and I spoke slow. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew basic Spanish and she knew basic English kind of broken, but to have... Because y'all were going through Google translating or something, yes, right? You'd t- Dude, I actually had a girlfriend whose dad was doing this. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He like he was a rich dude. Yeah. And I don't I never I don't think we ever really figured out what the I don't think it was like an online No, he worked with her. So he worked up in Seattle. They worked for the same company, but she worked in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Or San Diego, but she was a Mexican citizen who would commute to San Diego or something like that. Yeah. Something weird. And uh, I would go over to her house and I would be like, "Hey, what's your dad doing?" Like I could hear him talking loudly, mm-hmm. and he would be speaking he would like google what he wanted to say to her <laughs> like they were on facetime and he would like be like writing her love letters via google so it would just be what that mouth do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes he was just sexting her but way too loud type in and yeah to have a serious translate. conversation yeah yeah mark could... i think if the truth be known you were getting too serious and she was not looking for that <clears throat> i think the feeling... if that if that you would have been a great ball player mark <laughs> <laughs> or not the case why but would you she... gave it up for strange yeah. <laughs> but you wanted to be in theater <laughs> found someone in he's Texas. just he has old timers about what he wanted his son to do yeah. <laughs> like... why couldn't you be like your sister jill here <laughs> jill's a good domesticated woman (laughs) already who contacted you asking you about her i know she loved me in the beginning i think as a friend not romantic i think the feelings faded these are excerpts from her facebook post between she and you she says she says mark thanks for flying all that cocaine back to america (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna save me a lot of money i owe a lot of money to some very powerful people down here uh mark we got the feddies here what do you want to say to them he's like wait my sugar bags weren't sugar (laughs) dr phil just he flashes the dea badge he's all it's been a long running scheme okay please stop harassing me and my family the situation is unbearable this has become an obsession i can't stand anymore you say to her i just want to hear the truth that you have had difficulty admitting that you also love me she says what love i always offered you friendship but you will never understand friendship is what she called her bag of cocaine (laughs) (laughs) i always offered it to you i mean nobody no guy who guy who flies to Columbia is looking for friendship. And nobody. Yeah, and like that's definitely a case to be made. Like, and no, why are you on a fucking Colombian dating website? True, but then again, no girl in Colombia that's trying to talk to men in America on the internet is looking for sex. No, or that's true. Yeah, or love. You yeah. know, I think you need help and urgent prayer. That's why we're here. Leave me alone and my family. 
I see that my friendship and kindness was ill-interpreted. Emphasis on the word interpreted, because you guys <laughs> didn't speak the same language. I think she's saying that to justify cheating behind my back. She found, she found, she found the other guy while we were still together. Okay, well, okay, let's agree with that. And That's his dad laughing. Oh, still, you yeah. gotta the, close the, the, the door. The point is, she says, "Leave me alone." She's moved on, and you have to move on, Mark. Well, he's on, he's well as far as I know, I think they're broken up because. Hell yeah. She had lied to him. Her feelings towards me changed. Yeah. There, there's, an, there's an audience member that's really on his side, like, go, go get her. Like, you got this, she Mark. She wants you. Mark, Mark, go. Mark, 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 Mark. And he's all like, he's gentlemen, all, I got a plane to catch. And he just leaves. Excuse me, Dr. Phil, I got to see about a girl. When Jill intervened and wrote her, Jill wrote her saying that I'll never be able to take care of a kid, you know, her kids. I'll never be able to take care of her. Ooh, yeah. So man. the sister interjected into their relationship and yeah. said that my brother is living in a storage unit. Right. He can't take care of your kids. Mm-hmm. But like the 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 dude's just slaying an international puss. I mean, <laughs> what's wrong with what he's doing? Why would you snitch on him? Yeah. I don't get That's it. Very... I wrote her and told her you were living in a storage unit. She knew I that. bet that her kids have needles in their arms right now. <laughs> Dude, do you think he was doing do you think he was doing that thing? Have you ever done this with somebody where you tell them you tell them something serious but in the the voice of a joke or a yeah, bit, yeah. just to be like, I told you. You think he was doing like a I live in a van down by the Walmart. No, I'm just joking. It's a thing yeah. and we do here in America. <laughs> And why is she he t- whole, spending his money she, to go to Colombia? She knew he has nothing to offer you and your children. From, she needs to know the she, truth. She knew my whole situation. I to be fair, uh, car in Colombia that might be like ten million dollars <laughs> yeah. in Colombia. Yeah. In Colombia, <laughs> she might be. She might actually be. Like, Mark, I don't care how rich you are. I don't love you. <laughs> you have wealth beyond my wildest dreams. I don't care about your dreams. money. You have a storage unit? <laughs> you have a storage unit? Then why would From you my phone? You don't just throw them on dirt? You don't throw your things? Ah, you, do you have another storage unit to keep all your exotic animals? <laughs> From the why would you she worry about exactly me telling her the same thing if she already knew that? Because why would you, you were worry putting things it? in her head. If it was the truth, then how's that me putting anything in her head? She's saying, please, God, leave me alone. You, what do I have to do to get away? And you replied, don't use the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> <laughs> like a good Christian, I respect away that. from you. Are, what, what is up? Yeah, What's the said, deal? Please, God, leave me alone. It's like, I don't remember that Bible verse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer 316. <laughs> well, the damage had been done by then. Well, but it's done. Yeah. Here, let me rewind to the first questions I asked you when you came out here. I said, how are your problem recognition and problem-solving skills? And you said... Actually, the first question I asked you was, how old are you, Mark? (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a good ride on the plane? really good and then i made a bunch of plane noises yeah. so you knew what I did was the ca- about. did the pilot let you see the cockpit mark <laughs> <laughs> did he give you a sticker with little wings on it <laughs> did he let you on the plane before everyone else 
<laughs> Does your mom let you play on the iPad, Mark? <laughs> and I said, you know, are you honest with yourself? Are you do you see things clearly? And I think you're letting emotion cloud your logic here. I don't think it's emotion that's clouding his logic. I think it's years of drug abuse. Yeah. <laughs> this woman is not seeking a relationship with you. She's pleading. What's it take for you to accept that, that there's over. no future with her? That's hard to accept. That's really hard to accept. See, that's, it's just sad. Yeah, it is sad. It's just sad. Mm-hmm. And like they're like, Mark, you're fucking stupid, man. Yeah, totally. And he's like, I just want love. Yeah, totally. It's very... I just want a companion. Oh. So, yeah, it is very I just, sad. I just want someone to sleep shotgun. <laughs> all right let's watch the last clip here it's called uh experts offer advice for how 41 year old living in his car can start to get his life back on track it's a nice sentiment yes your dad asked is it possible that because of the drugs that you've done did it leave some lasting damage to your brain look the brain has what we call plasticity there's a lot of neuroplasticity <laughs> your bl- your brain's got what we call silly juice <laughs> <laughs> your brain has what we call a hamster running on yeah. a hamster wheel <laughs> your brain's got what we call do <laughs> Your brain's what we've got in the medical field called <laughs> With help The brain can recover Without help it remains in a static position Parts of the brain go dark They remain dark And, and unless you do affirmative things To wake up parts of the brain that have been damaged then you're not going to have an increase in functioning. What we do know is once you start doing drugs, your emotional development is arrested at that point. So you ha- you do you said we have a 17-year-old, we have an adolescent, a 41-year-old body. You're exactly right. Emotionally, his evolution stopped when he- Dude, you can tell ah this is so sad. I know I don't mean this mean. I know that I was just making fun of him, but you can tell how little respect Dr. Phil has for this man because of the way he's talking about him. He's talking about him like he's not even fucking oh, there. yeah, yeah. True. Dude, listen to the way he's speaking. I'll go back a couple of seconds. Listen to this. At that point. So you, ha- you, do, you said we have a 17-year-old, we have an adolescent, a 41-year-old body. You're exactly right. Emotionally, his evolution stopped when he started doing drugs. Now... I want to add someone to the conversation. I Dude, have he to- just like doesn't have any fucking respect for the guy. Yeah, he doesn't so look at him. No, Dr. Yeah. Frank Lawless on the phone. Dr. Lawless is the chairman of the Dr. Phil Show advisory board. Hey, there's the advisory board drop. <laughs> Got to get that plug in there. And he's the director of the PNP Center, which is Psychoneuroplasticity Center. It's in Dallas, Texas, just outside of Dallas. Mark's all, I thought it stood for pee and poop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's joining us on the phone right now. 
Dr. Lawless, you do believe that... Dr. Lawless? Yeah. That sounds like a fucking cowboy name. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Name's Frank Lawless. Frank Lawless. There ain't, <laughs> this show ain't big enough for two doctors. <laughs> there could be some residual uh, impact from the drugs that have been done here, and you do believe that if we did a brain scan you might find some things that we could work with to uh, create some improvement in brain function here, correct? I would start with the brain scan. I would also look at his cognitive function. And if he doesn't get a job soon, I say we do a lobotomy on the big <laughs> monster. <laughs> in terms of... Mark does kind of look like he's accidentally killed a rabbit from petting it too hard, doesn't he? <laughs> What's working? And uh, that is a literary joke, not a yes, <laughs> absolutely. Then begin to create some uh, way of enlivening his uh, brain cells that would basically help him grow up. I think PNP is the absolute cutting edge diagnostic evaluation team in the country. I mean, I, I think they are the absolute best, and they can do that and introduce these therapeutic modalities. I also want to introduce uh, I imagine Mike Bear. the therapy place was just him, like, keep trying to put a square in, like, yeah. into a, yeah. a round hole. And yeah, then it's just a guy. circle, a triangle, and a square. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the guy's like, no, Mark, no. <laughs> they have the, to pick up his hand. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> here. This is Coach Mike Bear. He is a life coach who is respected by his clients. And he All right, so let's see what Dr. Phil did here. Mm -hmm. The guy's clearly not functioning at the same level as everyone else. So yes. what does Dr. Phil bring in? You got it. A motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> he has helped them get and keep their lives on track. Now, All right. And you're probably thinking to yourself, this guy's not doing this for any other reason out of the, than out of the goodness of his heart. This life coach wants to help this guy. Of course. Coach Mike focuses on helping his clients break free of their destructive patterns. And he has a new book called Best Self, Be You Only <laughs> Get those Better. plugs in, Dr. Mike. And let me tell you, I consider this book to be a how-to manual to maximize your potential by discovering the best person that you can be. Coach Mike is the director of an organization called Cast Centers. And one of the things they provide is a life coaching service now, Coach Mike, you can provide coaching for this gentleman. You can provide coaching for Mark once he gets through with PNP Center to change his lifestyle and get him back in the game, can you not? We can do that. And, and Mark, it's about how do we work? You can tell this guy's very successful because of his Supercuts buzz cut. Yeah. Dude, what? I've never seen a shittier haircut on a human being. <laughs> Dude, that it, that's terrible. It looks like he cuts his own hair. What kind of fucking life coach is that? We're together. He looks like an Armenian Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, he, lo he looks like he runs like security at a like a chop shop yeah. car place. <laughs> to create a structure, accountability, and to work with you. Not tell you what to do, but work with you to devise a plan to improve your life that you deserve. If, if you're willing to really dig in and do it. I am. Amen. Fair enough? Fair enough? Okay. Yeah, he accepted the life coach. He got the life coach. Isn't that beautiful? Yep. <laughs> there was not a doubt in my mind that this guy would not just do whatever everyone was saying to him. Dude, that was like the most anticlimactic thing about this whole episode. Yeah. It's like most of the time the person is rejecting of help totally. or combative. 
No, the guy's all, yeah, no, I don't, I don't make money. I live in my yeah, car. Yeah, totally. And his family's like, you got to do better. He's all, I kind of, I, I agree with you guys. Yeah, like, when I first saw it, I thought he was going to be like, I don't need blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I like living it. But he just. He just seems like an optimistic dude who's making the best out of a shitty situation. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and no one really uh, wants to help him. They just Not at all. Judge him. Yeah, they just know? want to shit on him. Yeah, and but it's good because he's going to get help supposedly. Yeah. Fingers crossed <laughs> that he, you know, that what the PNP place. Nothing that yeah. that doctor said made me go like. Seems like a good good spot to so check like, out. You need a life coach. I mean, he has brain damage. Well, that's what. So the first doctor they talked, Doctor Lawless, was a brain guy. Yeah, and then they're saying that after that, Mark will go see this guy. Okay, but I mean, what does that fucking mean? You know yeah. what I mean? Like. It's like uh, when any doctor, like, you know, you have a problem, they're like, okay, well, let's do three bullshit things before the real right, thing Right, exactly, yeah. Well, why don't you try exercising a little bit, and then we'll see if your chlamydia goes away. It's like, no, <laughs> just give me the antibiotics, you asshole. It's like, I don't know, you might be trying to abuse those. <laughs> what? What? Those have a lot of street value. Uh, <laughs> but that's the end of the episode. Um, hope, let's, uh, let's hope Mark gets the help he needs. Yeah. Uh, a speech totally. therapist. <laughs> um, <laughs> me too. Uh, <laughs> you and me, you meet Mark at a yeah. speech therapist. Uh, like, aren't you the? <laughs> uh, where can people find you at Parker? Uh, you can find me at Parker Standup on Twitter and Instagram. Also, please add me on Facebook at Parker Newman. Um, I have shows coming up. Uh, Art Critique at Comedy Spot on August tenth. Roaring Donkey in Petaluma, August 15th. Also, we record this at Stab Comedy Theater. Best cl- place for live comedy shows, open mics, improv, sketch. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's about it. Yep. Uh, I'll be... We have a... Speaking of live shows, next week is a live show. 10 p.m. next Saturday. Oh, yes. Uh, July 10th. July? August 10th. Um, we're, in, we're in that month now. I will be... <laughs> I don't really have any dates to plug. I um, this month I have a pretty free schedule. Um, I will be at uh, let's see, nothing this week. Sorry, I'll cut. Book all, Drew. I'll cut all this out. <laughs> uh, I had a show at the comedy store, but Robert Emoto dropped out of it. Oh, really? A, yeah, he said he's a coward. Um, <laughs> we were supposed to roast each other. Yeah. Um, the only thing is uh, August twenty seventh. I have a show in Oakland with uh, Benton. Fenton and I are going to head down to Oakland. We got two shows in Oakland. Oh, cool! Um, or one's in Oakland, one's in San Francisco, something like that. Um, yeah, and then uh, that's pretty much it. So yeah, book me if you have stuff coming up. Uh, I'll also throw this out there: um, next week, uh, the eleventh, I'm headed down to Southern California. Um, if you're somebody who listens to the podcast in Southern California, I'm going to bring stickers with me to give out to my aunt. Um, but if you want a sticker, uh, I'll let you know where I'll be at and you can meet up and grab a sticker or whatever. Nice. Um, that'll save us some money on postage. Um, and then add me on social media at Drew Absher on Twitter at Drew Absher is dumb on Instagram, uh, Drew Absher on Facebook. I posted a little bit more on Facebook, so you oh, know, cool. maybe that takes off for me. Uh, yeah. And then come see the live show next week. Um, also, uh, friend of the show, former guest Saul Trujillo. He was on a couple weeks back. Um, he, yes. his Amazon, he's got a 15 minutes on Amazon Prime out. It's called Laugh After Dark. I think, uh, I've watched most of them. 
Saul's is by far the best one. So Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, they weren't very great except for Saul's. So go check that out. And also, uh, Saul and he mentioned on the podcast that his girlfriend listens. Uh, they're getting married. Oh, they, yeah, they got engaged. Right. So congrats. congrats to them. Um, and, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, one more thing real quick. I uh, also, please, uh, if you'd like this shirt with everyone you like and, yeah. uh, or you don't even have to like them, but that you yeah. think, and like. if you hate it, share it with people you don't like, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, we're trying to grow it a little bit. So, uh, help us out. Recommend it to people. Yeah. Uh, oh, did we plug the Twitter for the podcast? Oh no, we didn't do, uh, all podcast, social media at fill my heart pod email us fill my heart pod at gmail. That's it from us. We'll talk to you guys later. Uh, have a good week. Whoa, I woke up